All right. Well, welcome everyone to another Thursday. It is 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. We are here each week live doing Sales Pipeline Radio. If you're watching us live today, uh, hi. I uh, hope you're having a great finish to April uh, and thanks for joining us in the middle of your work day. If you're checking us out on demand or on the podcast, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thank you for downloading. Uh, each week we're featuring some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing and doing it now on LinkedIn Live. We used to record this separately but now we have an opportunity for those youth to throw in questions and comment to be part of the show as well. So very excited to have with us today, Vertical IQ co-founder, uh, alumni of the Fountain, Fighting Mountaineers, App State University, uh, Bobby Martin. Thank you, Bobby, for joining us today. Great. Thanks for having me, Matt. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Well, uh, this is we're going to talk a little bit about a couple topics that I, that I make, that I always enjoy talking about it. The idea of uh, industry experience and how important having industry experience and industry perspective is, but also selling in a commodity market. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with sort of how to create differentiation. Um, maybe, you know, can you use those or other things and just come tell a little about sort of your founding story. So where did vertical IQ come from and um, sort of, you know, talk a little bit about what the company does. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, how, how the idea of starting Vertical IQ and getting the industry, industry research business is uh, industry knowledge for sales professionals. I was uh, in my 20s. I was a banker and I was selling a commodity. And what I, my job was to call on businesses all day long. But I found the more I knew about a business or industry, the better the meeting would go. And so I started forming these cheat sheets and all these different types of businesses that I was calling on. And I found that you know, these cheat sheets were really popular to the salespeople that I worked with. Mm -hmm. And so those cheat sheets sort of evolved into, well, couldn't we make this information be really relevant to the conversation, really relevant to whatever I'm uh, speaking to the business owner about or the CFO or whoever it was I was meeting with. And that sort of evolved into these sales-friendly industry research reports. Mm -hmm. So that salespeople, when they walk in the door, the person they're meeting with is surprised by how much knowledge they have about mm -hmm. their particular business. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, listen, people really like talking about themselves in their own business. They don't really want to sit there and talk about you and what you're offering, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Instead, they would much rather talk about whatever they have going on yeah. and what their passions are. Well, it, it leads to one of my, you know, sort of least favorite questions sometimes is, you know, hey, we, people say we need we need to hire someone with industry experience. And I think what they think they're getting is someone that knows the industry and has a Rolodex. Well, the Rolodex and the inexperience sometimes is dated and limited in what it can do for you. So the ability to have sort of current dynamic real time industry intelligence allows you to hire for other attributes that are probably going to have greater ripple effects on the business. Talk a little bit about how that how that works like put, how, how do you how do you apply like take someone who doesn't have experience and teach them how to speak with a level of expertise oh yeah sure and um i, I do think you know it kind of depends if you take a step back there are salespeople that are of course generalist in the sense that they call on multiple industries so they might call to all sorts of different industries then there are sales professionals that sell mainly to one or two verticals for example, you hire a salesperson, maybe they sell directly to uh, insurance companies or whatever. But he, but but you bring up a really interesting point. If you hire somebody in the industry, then they oftentimes have a certain uh, bossiness to them 
or an arrogance to them. You know what I'm talking about, where they yep. feel like they're already dialed in and they already know and there's no humbleness. Well, humbleness is so key to sales. I think that the beauty of something like vertical IQ and the beauty of just under or learning is that people are very attracted to curiosity. And mm -hmm. so if you're asking good questions, if you're a sales mm -hmm. professional and you're meeting with someone and asking them questions and asking the right questions, yeah. then um, instead of asking really, you know, questions that prove you know nothing, instead yeah. asking questions that prove you knew something or yeah. a good bit, then there's that humbleness and that taking a step back and letting a customer solve their own problems. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that an industry could be very learned very quickly. It seems to me that this approach aligns really well with companies and, uh, and individuals that have sort of bought into the challenger sale. The idea that like how you sell is often yeah. more important than what you sell, right? And so to be able to sure. sort of ask the right questions and to come with that level of humility and intelligence really helps you along the way. Do you find that this, you know, sort of for people that sort of lean into that sort of experienced, trusted advisor-based sale benefit the most from this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, I do think buyers can, you know, there's the, there's the challenger sale, there's spin selling and there's a lot of those and they, they are the, they are based on asking really good questions. And so I do think that the, there's a fine line when you're meeting with a potential buyer or a customer and you're doing nothing but asking questions that they feel like they're going through a spin sales thing. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, the beauty of being uh, to, to bringing your knowledge up about their particular industry is that there's an inherent curiosity and the questions are therefore not uh, cliche mm -hmm. and they're not predictable. They're more like, hey, I was reading that, you know, your particular industry is dealing with these particular issues mm -hmm. and that's just staying on top of changes that are going on. How is that affecting your business or how is that affecting what you and I are talking about right now with my solution, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and then there's his naturalness to it. Nice. Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Bobby Martin. He's the co-founder of Vertical IQ. And we're going to get to hockey stick principles here in a little bit as well. But I would imagine from what you're describing, what we're talking about so far, this isn't just a sales application that I think companies can adopt this level of intelligence across sales and marketing efforts. Can you talk a little bit about where companies have been able to sort of bring these industry insights across the entire buying journey and funnel, not just on the sales side. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Because, um, you know, obviously, you know, especially in 2021, you know, buyers really want to take their own journey. You know, they really have control of the journey way more than ever in the past. And so what buyers are doing is they're doing a lot of research online. For example, by the time they're speaking to a sales professional, they really have learned a good bit. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of companies, in their marketing are too centric around uh, in particular, you know, like what their, pro what problems their, their solution solves too early when really what they should be doing is talking about what really, what issues are going on out there that your, your product ultimately may solve mm -hmm. and then how other companies are dealing with the issue. So in other words, using intelligence, industry intelligence, to just get the conversation going. And you know, that's what LinkedIn's about. It's like, let's get a conversation going about something that's interesting and solves a problem. Well, and that um, those insights also 
I think they end up giving the sellers confidence. You know, if, if you've got someone who is, you know, uh, sort of uh, struggling with a little bit of call reluctance, sometimes call reluctance comes from not knowing what you're going to say, not knowing that you have something yeah. valuable to say. So if you have some intelligence that, you know, where you, you may not be bringing them those insights, but the fact that you understand it is going to get a prospect more likely to open up. And now, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've softened the conversation, made it easy to continue. That, that's exactly right. You know, there's a there's an interesting uh, organization called Live Oak Bank. And Live Oak Bank, or, you know, the banking industry, there are 5,000 banks, and they all start for geographies. This particular bank started for, um, instead of starting for geography, they started for veterinarians. So they started a bank for veterinarians. And then they added chiropractors. And then they added... Um, you know, five or six more industries. But every time they go into an industry, they make it a point to um, to make sure that they indeed have a hire people that relate to those industries who come from those industries and then teach them all about the financial side of it. Mm -hmm. And it shows you the value of that, you know, because they have explosive, explosive growth at that organization. Yeah. So it does work. And, you know, you look at their marketing. If you go to their website, liveoakbank.com, and you look at all the stuff they have about these particular industries, they really get the conversation going. Well, and I think it's important you think about sort of how many people are calling on all your prospects every day and just asking yeah. for 15 minutes of their time and just like, you know, sort of asking and instead of offering. And let's face it. I mean, a lot of our sales and marketing is like driving by someone's house at 35 miles an hour and trying to throw something in the mailbox. If they yeah. eventually check it, what do they what what's helps you stand out? What makes you look like someone that maybe did a little bit of homework, maybe cares a little yeah. more about that conversation? And and I like what what David's just said here that every interaction with any of your clients and prospects is an opportunity to build trust, to generate opportunities, to add value. Um, yeah. you know, in many of those interactions, it is not your job to sell. You know, you're working towards a sale, and sometimes by building rapport, building credibility, building value. And showing that you've got vested interests on both sides, um, is how do yeah. you, how do you how do you teach people how to do that? Like especially, I think about so many companies that are hiring, you know, junior sellers into SDR positions. Like I've had many people say, "Oh, you can't have like these junior people selling into these industries where everyone knows." Like I don't know this. Like what you guys do seems to bridge the gap a little bit. How do you teach someone without industry experience or without selling experience how to be natural? at doing this with, with a prospect. Yeah, sure. Well, it's definitely a process because for most people it doesn't come very naturally. Yeah. I do think that tools like vertical IQ are really valuable in that regard because, because what it is is say, okay, how do we go about pre pre-call preparation? For example, mm -hmm. you know, pre-call preparation is absolute key. How do we go about it in our organization? And you say, okay, is it only preparing um, what you're trying to accomplish and who you're meeting with and all that, all the things you're, that you expect pre-call preparation to be, but to be, to take it to another level, to have an, a, a phenomenal sales experience. Instead, you say, okay, let's think heavily about their industry. What are they doing and how are they doing that? And let's go read up on the trends of the industry, the challenges of the industry, the problems we're going to solve for this particular person in this particular industry. Let's look at some news articles, for example. Maybe the Wall Street Journal just came out with a really important article. Let's print it out and let's take it in. Hey, you know, I saw this before I came out. 
before I came out, I happened to read this and I read this article and it made me think of something we had talked about last time, or it made me think about the fact that we're getting ready to meet. That is how you stand out against a commodity kind of, uh, you know, when you're competing for the same product and it's a commodity and you're going to stand out, they're going to go, you know, this person's A, knows my business, B, did the extra effort, C, is asking really good questions that are relevant to my particular industry and is, um, and it's really tying together their solution with what we're dealing with. And so it's pre-call preparation, ultimately. I love it. Well, we got a few more minutes here with our guest, Sales Pipeline Radio, Bobby Martin. And not only the co-founder, president of Vertical IQ, you know, as I was sort of doing some research before we started here, just uh, the number of companies that you support, the number of boards that you're on and the, the different perspectives you get. And which led me to the hockey stick principles, uh, which I thought was really cool as well. Talk a little bit about just so the that you've had just growing, running companies and what led you to want to write that book? Yeah, you know, it, the journey for the Hockey Stick Principle has been a blast. And, um, you know, when I sold my company, I started, I'd started a company in 1999. I sold it in 2007. I, uh, I had a few years to do just basically research on how good ideas become successful businesses. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed about two or 300 successful founders and I did a study. And I'm like, what are the overlapping characteristics of these successful startups? What it is, what was it? What was the uh, thing that they did the smartest? And I recognize that all the successful ones, their revenue growth curves were set, were shaped like a hockey stick. Mm. And there, there were really four obvious phases to growth. Uh, this basically makes up that hockey stick. Mm-hmm. And the first is um, tinkering before they even start the business. The second is the blade years, which is when the most important work is done. And the blade years is when revenue is low and growth is low. Mm -hmm. So you can see on a growth curve, it's just flat. It's the blade of the hockey stick. But Mm -hmm. that, what I discovered, is the most important time. And it lasted about three years on average. Mm -hmm. And then the growth inflection point is the turn. And that's when things start happening. And then the blade is when surging growth takes place. And that's what people really think about. That's what people know about is the surging growth. But what you don't know is what happens before then. And that's the hockey stick principles. And it it was a great project. Really interesting. Love that. Um, Great. Well, um, I want to thank you for joining us today, sharing a little bit about competitive intelligence. Um, Some great information you can find up at verticaliq.com. They got some great resources more around uh, sales readiness uh, and and building uh, industry intelligence into your entire go-to-market motion. Thanks so much, Bobby, for joining us today. Thank you, Matt. It was a pleasure. Awesome. And thank you everyone for watching and listening. We'll be here again next week, 1130 Eastern, 230 Pacific, or excuse me, 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. It's been a long week. Uh, But we'll see you next week on Sales Pipeline Radio. Thanks. All right. Well, welcome everyone to another Thursday. It is 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. We are here each week live doing Sales Pipeline Radio. If you're watching us live today, 
uh hi uh hope you're having a great finish to april uh and thanks for joining us in the middle of your work day if you're checking us out on demand or on the podcast thanks for watching thanks for listening thank you for downloading uh each week we're featuring some of the best and brightest minds in b2b sales and marketing and doing it now on linkedin live we used to record this separately but now we have an opportunity for those you with you to throw in questions and comment and be part of the show as well so very excited to have with us today vertical iq co-founder uh, alumni of the Fountain, Fighting Mountaineers, App State University, uh, Bobby Martin. Thank you, Bobby, for joining us today. Great. Thanks for having me, Matt. Good to be here. Absolutely. Well, uh, this is we're going to talk a little bit about a couple topics that I that I, make, that I always enjoy talking about it. The idea of uh, industry experience and how important having industry experience and industry perspective is but also selling in a commodity market. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with sort of how to create differentiation. Um, maybe, you know, can you use those or other things and just come tell a little about sort of your founding story. So where did Vertical IQ come from? And um, sort of, you know, talk a little bit about what the company does. Yeah, sure. Well, how I had the idea of starting Vertical IQ and getting the industry research business is uh, industry knowledge for sales professionals. I was, uh, in my 20s, I was a banker and I was selling a commodity. And what I, my job was to call in businesses all day long. But I found the more I knew about a business or industry, the better the meeting would go. And so I started forming these cheat sheets and all these different types of businesses that I was calling on. And I found that, you know, these cheat sheets were really popular to the salespeople that I worked with. Mm -hmm. And so those cheat sheets sort of evolved into, well, couldn't we make this information be really relevant to the conversation, really relevant to whatever I'm uh, speaking to the business owner about or the CFO or whoever it was I was meeting with. And that sort of evolved into these sales friendly industry research reports mm -hmm. so that salespeople, when they walk in the door, the person they're meeting with is surprised by how much knowledge they have about mm -hmm. their particular business. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, listen, people really like talking about themselves in their own business. They don't really want to sit there and talk about you and what you're offering, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Instead, they would much rather talk about whatever they have going on yeah. and what their passions are. Well, it, it leads to one of my you know sort of least favorite questions sometimes is, you know, hey, we, people say we need we need to hire someone with industry experience. And I think what they think they're getting is someone that knows the industry and has a Rolodex. Well, the Rolodex and the inexperience sometimes is dated and limited in what it can do for you. So the ability to have sort of current dynamic real-time industry intelligence allows you to hire for other attributes that are probably going to have greater ripple effects on the business. Talk a little bit about how that how that works. Like put, how, how do you how do you apply, like take someone who doesn't have experience and teach them how to speak with a level of expertise? Oh, yeah, sure. And um, I, I do think, you know, it kind of depends. If you take a step back, there are salespeople that are, of course, generalists in the sense that they call on multiple industries. So they might call to all sorts of different industries. Then there are sales professionals that sell mainly to one or two verticals. For example, you hire a salesperson, maybe they sell directly to uh, insurance companies or whatever. But, he, but, but you bring up a really interesting point. If you hire somebody in the industry, then they oftentimes have a certain uh, bossiness to them or an arrogance to them. You know what I'm talking about, where they yeah. feel like they're already dialed in and they already know and there's no humbleness. Well, humbleness is so key to sales. I think that the, the beauty of something like vertical IQ and the beauty of just under, uh, learning 
is that people are very attracted to curiosity. And so if you're asking good questions, if you're a sales mm-hmm. professional and you're meeting with someone and asking them questions and asking the right questions, yeah. then uh, instead of asking really you know, questions that prove you know nothing, instead yeah. asking questions that prove you knew something or yeah. a good bit, then there's that humbleness and that taking a step back and letting a customer solve their own problems. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that an industry could be very learned very quickly. It seems to me that this approach aligns really well with companies and uh, and individuals that have sort of bought into the challenger sale. The idea that like how you sell is often yeah. more important than what you sell, right? And so to be able to sure. sort of ask the right questions and to come with that level of humility and intelligence really helps you along the way. Do you find that this, you know, sort of for people that sort of lean into that sort of experienced, trusted advisor-based sale benefit the most from this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, I do think, buyers can you know there's the there's the challenger sale there's spin selling and there's a lot of those and they, they are the they are based on asking really good questions and so i do think that the there's a fine line when you're meeting with a potential buyer or a customer and you're doing nothing but asking questions that they feel like they're going through a spin sales thing yeah. <laughs> instead the beauty of being uh, to, to bringing your knowledge up about their particular industry is that there's an inherent curiosity and the questions are therefore not uh, cliche mm-hmm. and they're not predictable. They're more like, hey, I was reading that, you know, your particular industry is dealing with these particular issues mm-hmm. and that's just staying on top of changes that are going on. How is that affecting your business or how is that affecting what you and I are talking about right now with my solution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and then there's his naturalness to it. Nice. Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Bobby Martin. He's the co-founder of Vertical IQ. And we're going to get to hockey stick principles here in a little bit as well. But I would imagine from what you're describing, what we're talking about so far, this isn't just a sales application that I think companies can adopt this level of intelligence across sales and marketing efforts. Can you talk a little bit about where companies have been able to sort of bring these industry insights across the entire buying journey and funnel, not just on the sales side. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Because, um, you know, obviously, you know, especially in 2021, you know, buyers really want to take their own journey. You know, they really have control of the journey way more than ever in the past. And so what buyers are doing is they're doing a lot of research online. For example, by the time they're speaking to a sales professional, they really have learned a good bit. And Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of companies, in their marketing are too centric around uh, in particular, you know, like what their, what problems their, their solution solves too early when really what they should be doing is talking about what really, what issues are going on out there that your, your product ultimately may solve Mm -hmm. and then how other companies are dealing with the issue. So in other words, using intelligence, industry intelligence, to just get the conversation going. And you know, that's what LinkedIn's about. It's like, let's get a conversation going about something that's interesting and solves a problem. Well, and that um, those insights also, I think they end up giving the sellers confidence. You know, if, if you've got someone who is, you know, uh, sort of uh, struggling with a little bit of call reluctance, sometimes call reluctance comes from not knowing what you're going to say, not knowing that you have something yeah. valuable to say. So if you have some intelligence that, you know, where you, you may not be bringing them those insights, but the fact that you understand it is going to get a prospect more likely to open up. And now, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've softened the conversation, made it easy to continue. 
that that's exactly right. You know, there's a there's an interesting uh, organization called Live Oak Bank, and Live Oak Bank, or you know, the banking industry, there are five thousand banks, and they all start for geographies. This particular bank started for um, instead of starting for geography, they started for veterinarians. So they started a bank for veterinarians, and then they added chiropractors, and then they added. Um, you know, five or six more industries. But every time they go into an industry, they make it a point to um, to make sure that they indeed have a hire people that relate to those industries who come from those industries and then teach them all about the financial side of it. Mm-hmm. And it shows you the value of that, you know, because they have explosive, explosive growth at that organization. Yeah. So it does work. And, you know, you look at their marketing. If you go to their website, liveoakbank.com, and you look at all the stuff they have about these particular industries, they really get the conversation going. Well, and I think it's important you think about sort of how many people are calling on all your prospects every day and just asking for 15 minutes of their time and just like, you know, sort of asking instead of offering. And let's face it. I mean, a lot of our sales and marketing is like driving by someone's house at 35 miles an hour and trying to throw something in the mailbox. If they yeah. eventually check it, what do they what what helps you stand out? What makes you look like someone that maybe did a little bit of homework, maybe cares a little yeah. more about that conversation? And and I like what what David's just said here that every interaction with any of your clients and prospects is an opportunity to build trust, to generate opportunities, to add value. Um, yeah. You know, in many of those interactions, it is not your job to sell. You know, you're working towards a sale, and sometimes by building rapport, building credibility, building value. And showing that you've got vested interests on both sides, um, is how do yeah. how do you how do you teach people how to do that? Like especially, I think about so many companies that are hiring, you know, junior sellers into SDR positions. Like I've had many people say, "Oh, you can't have like these junior people selling into these industries where everyone knows." Like I don't know this. Like what you guys do seems to bridge the gap a little bit. How do you teach someone without industry experience or without selling experience how to be natural? At doing this with a, with a prospect, yeah, sure. Well, it's definitely a process because for most people, it doesn't come very naturally. Yeah. I do think that tools like Vertical IQ are really valuable in that regard because because what it is is say, okay, how do we go about pre pre call preparation? For example, mm-hmm. you know, pre call preparation is absolute key. How do we go about it in our organization? And you say, okay, is it only preparing? Um, what you're trying to accomplish and who you're meeting with and all that, all the things you're, that you expect pre-call preparation to be, but to be, to take it to another level, to have an, a, a phenomenal sales experience. Instead, you say, okay, let's think heavily about their industry. What are they doing and how are they doing that? And let's go read up on the trends of the industry, the challenges of the industry, the problems we're going to solve for this particular person in this particular industry. Let's look at some news articles, for example. Maybe the Wall Street Journal just came out with a really important article. Let's print it out and let's take it in. Hey, you know, I saw this before I came out. Before I came out, I happened to read this and I read this article and it made me think of something we had talked about last time, or it made me think about the fact that we're getting ready to meet. That is how you stand out against a commodity kind of, uh, you know, when you're competing for the same product and it's a commodity. And you're going to stand out. They're going to go, you know, this person, A, knows my business. B, did the extra effort. C, is asking really good questions that are relevant to my particular industry. And is um, and is really tying together their solution 
with what we're dealing with. And so it's pre-call preparation ultimately. I love it. Well, we got a few more minutes here with our guest, Sales Pipeline Radio, Bobby Martin, and not only the co-founder, president of Vertical IQ, you know, as I was sort of doing some research before we started here, just uh, the number of companies that you support, the number of boards that you're on, and the the different perspectives you get, and which led me to the hockey stick principles, uh, which I thought was really cool as well. Talk a little bit about just so the humility that you've had just growing, running companies, and what led you to want to write that book. Yeah, you know, it, the journey for the hockey stick principle has been a blast. And, um, you know, when I sold my company, I started, I'd started a company in 1999. I sold it in 2007. I, uh, I had a few years to do just basically research on how good ideas become successful businesses. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed about two or 300 successful founders. And I did a study. And I'm like, what are the overlapping characteristics of these successful startups? What it is, what was it? What was the uh, thing that they did the smartest? And I recognize that all the successful ones, their revenue growth curves were set, were shaped like a hockey stick. Mm. And there, there were really four obvious phases to growth. Uh, this basically makes up that hockey stick. Mm-hmm. And the first is um, tinkering before they even start the business. The second is the blade years, which is when the most important work is done. And the blade years is when revenue is low and growth is low. Mm-hmm. So you can see on a growth curve, it's just flat. It's the blade of the hockey stick. But mm-hmm. that, what I discovered, is the most important time. And it lasted about three years on average. Mm-hmm. And then the growth inflection point is the turn. And that's when things start happening. And then the blade is when surging growth takes place. And that's what people really think about. That's what people know about is the surging growth. But what you don't know is what happens before then. And that's the hockey stick principles. And it, it was a great project. Really interesting. Love that. Um, great. Well, um, I want to thank you for joining us today, sharing a little bit about competitive intelligence. Um, some great information you can find up at verticaliq.com. They got some great resources more around uh, sales readiness uh, and, and building uh, industry intelligence into your entire go-to-market motion. Thanks so much, Bobby, for joining us today. Thank you, Matt. It was a pleasure. Awesome. And thank you everyone for watching and listening. We'll be here again next week, 1130 Eastern, 230 Pacific, or excuse me, 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. It's been a long week, uh, but we'll see you next week on Sales Pipeline Radio.